Hello and welcome back to the Palm Beach North Podcast brought to you by Jupiter Medical Center. My name is Noel Martinez, President and CEO of the Palm Beach North Chamber. And today we have a very, very, very special guest joining us. She's an absolute trailblazer in higher education. The first female president in the history of Palm Beach State College. She was recently appointed as chair of the board for uh, for the American Association of Community Colleges. She's won, won a million different awards, everything from the Leadership Florida Distinguished Member Award to the Palm Beach North Chamber last year gave her the Ed Tancer Community Leader of the Year Award. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Ava Parker to the show. Ava, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to spend some time with you today. Well, it's great. You know, we were just talking about it. Today's Halloween. So yes. today, uh, you know, we we did not wear our costumes, right? Yeah. We did not wear our costumes, even though we might have been in costumes earlier today, but for, yes. for, for the podcast, we're not in costumes. So first female president, Palm Beach State College, you've won a lot of awards. You sit, you're a big community advocate, serving a lot of boards on the private and public sector, an extremely impressive resume. Um, I know our listeners want to get to know a little bit more about the person behind those titles and those big awards. So is it okay if we talk a little bit about you? Sure. I just accept them a little bit boring, but <laughs> but we can do it. So let's start with an easy one. So talk sure. to us. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in the panhandle of Florida um, in a little city called Milton, which is in Santa Rosa County. Um, it was a one, well, it is still a one high school town. And uh, my mom was a guidance counselor there at the school that I attended. And my dad worked at a local plant that was there. I'm not sure if Monsanto was still there, but worked at Monsanto in Pensacola. And what were your parents like? Um, my parents were great. Um, and, um, they were real community advocates. Um, my mom was real popular because at the time that she was in, um, at our high school, um, because when she first started there, it was before integration. And so she, when we, um, transitioned and to the, um, to Milton high school, because at first she was at TR Jackson, which is, which was all black. And then we transitioned to the integrated high school. Um, you know, she was a math and chemistry teacher, but really became like the source of hope for so many of the kids there, because at least she was a teacher where most of the teachers were not, were not women of color. And so, um, in fact, it eventually led her to go back to school and become a high school guidance counselor because she really was serving in that role for so long, um, and eventually even named a park after her in our town. Oh, wow. um, my dad was a big community advocate. He's the guy that was always taking people to vote. Um, he worked at the polls, I mean, but just really engaged in the community. Wow, and now I know where you get it from. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about, where did you end up going to college? So I went to University of Florida. Okay. Um, and actually I went to college on a journalism scholarship because at my high school, I was a yearbook editor. And always thought that I would be doing something in journalism more than anything else. But when I was at the University of Florida, I was also engaged or involved in student body, um, student government. And one of my professors said, you know, you like to be in front of the camera more than like behind the camera or like to be a part of the story versus writing a story. So I'm not sure you've chosen the right field. <laughs> uh, it wasn't very nice, but uh, probably somewhat true. So, yeah. So after that, I then went to law school at UF as well. You went to law school in UF. All right. And then how did you end up here in Palm Beach County? You know, um, I have always lived in Florida. So I'm one of the unique people that actually grew up here. Now, I've lived all across the state, but I've always lived in Florida because I went to law school and undergrad in Gainesville. And then I 
you know, worked in Jacksonville, worked in Tallahassee, was a public defender in Miami-Dade. You know, so I felt like I've done this tour of the state, but I never lived in Palm Beach County. And um, I was at Florida Polytechnic University, and um, I was there to kind of help start and build the institution. And um, I had the opportunity to testify before the Board of Governors at a time when Wendy Link was a member of the Board of Governors. And it was um, Wendy who um, actually suggested that I apply for the position as president here. Um, so it was very, fortu- you know, just kind of by chance because I'd seen the job, which was amazing. But I told the friend who showed it to me, oh, I don't have the right politics to ever get that job. So I'm not even going to apply for the job because I was looking for presidencies at the time. And um, just turns out that she recommended me for the job and I was blessed with the opportunity. Oh. We're really lucky to have you here. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the college and your role at the college. but. I want to kind of talk a little bit more about your family. So tell us you're married. I am married to Joe Gibbons. Joe Gibbons, who doesn't know Joe Gibbons, right? <laughs> He's got a huge personality. Absolutely amazing. How did you, well, first of all, tell us about Joe. What is Joe like for the people that don't know Joe? So um, if you don't know Joe, I'm surprised. <laughs> and if you do know him, you know why I said that. Um, he is a great guy. He, I met him when he served in the Florida, um, Florida House. He represented a district in Broward County. And actually a mutual friend of ours, Yolanda Cash Jackson, introduced us um, at an event. And um, we pretty much hit it off on, you know, like very quickly. And he, um, it's so funny because um, when we first met, you know, I really was at a point where I wanted to have kids, right? Because I didn't have any kids then. And so I'm, I'm telling Joe, like, you know, on date number two, hey, listen, you know, I'm really interested in having kids. So if you don't think that's something you want to do, you should tell me that now. Um, and uh, which is pretty straightforward, not something I recommend um, <laughs> most of the time. But since I was all about kind of like, let's just make sure that we're at least on the same page. And what's so funny is that he said, sure, no problem, no problem, right? Like all the time thinking this will never happen. So it's really okay for me to say that. (laughs) So it's now um, 15 years later and we have 14-year-old twins. And so there you go. Twins. Yep. So that's right. You do have twins. You have a boy and a girl twins. They're Uh, super athletic. They are. Right. They're very active kids. So tell us about them. So um, what's interesting is that first I'll start with um, with their names. My son I named after my family name. So my son's name is Parker. And people ask me all the time, is it Parker Parker? No, he's Parker Gibbons. And I named my daughter Bailey. And Bailey is, is named after my aunt and uncle who grew up across the street from us and they never had kids. And their family name was Bailey. So I named my daughter after them. So Bailey and Parker. So they're both their names have a lot of meaning. Um, they're great. I mean, they, we go to our local public school, which happens that we, I live in Wellington. And we um, actually chose Wellington because when I moved to this community, folks, and I needed a place that was kind of central to like all of the campuses, but also wanted a place that'd be great for families. And lots of folks recommended Wellington and that has worked out great for us. So they go to Polo Park Middle School. Great school. Um, yeah, it's a great school. And um, they're really good kids. They are um you know, engaging and I think very well adjusted as best as you can be. It's really hard to be a mother of 14 year olds. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that part's hard. Um, but um, just really proud to be their parents and proud to have the opportunity to raise kids, even though it's really tough. Yeah. So what is a, what does a typical day look like for Ava Parker? 
So um, I start early um, most of the time because I don't really sleep that much. And so for me, as I'm going to get up early, I'm going to do some type of devotion or meditation um, five times a week. I'm going to exercise. Um, I have this whole thing worked out for me now so that I exercise with someone from YouTube and so I can like have her on YouTube, like on my Surface Pro, and then I can be watching something else that's actually on the television. I got this whole thing figured out. Um, and then from there, I just kind of need that to kind of get it going in the mornings. Um, and then from there, it's regular, like everybody else's day. I'm just getting dressed and um, it's kind of a busy house because Joe works from home, but then he kind of really helps to get the kids out, helps to get me out. Um, and most days I start at the Lake Worth campus, but sometimes it varies. I could be at any of the other, um, other five, other four campuses. Um, and, um, it, you know, kind of depends. I have seasons where it's like, everything's external, like the whole day I'm out and I'm out, you know, meeting with people. And then some days I'm in the office all day and just kind of sitting at a desk, but it is, um, the best job. The best job. If you got to work for, I mean, it's 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 a job where you know I work with a, at a mission driven company where you get to impact the lives of people every day, and I just couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. Yeah, I, I hear you. I feel the same way about what I get to do. Right, yeah. I absolutely. As you know, I love what I do for a living. So, you have been an absolute game changer at Palm Beach State College. Right under your leadership, the school has achieved the highest enrollment it's ever had. Right, currently. You have over 36,000 students that are enrolled there. The college has a billion-dollar annual impact. A fourth largest public, let me get that right, public college here in the state, which is a really, really big deal. Let's get, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on leadership, right? I want to talk about the future of higher ed as well and really how Palm Beach State College is making an impact in the college. So let's start with leadership. What's your leadership philosophy? And leadership is such an interesting thing. Um, you know, I think if you're going to be um, <clears throat> a great leader, you really have to be authentic, probably almost more than anything else, because I think so often we um, tend to find people who we see as great leaders and we try to be like them. And I think that that's uh, just um, a, a step in the wrong direction. I think you have to determine your leadership style and what your strengths are and also what your weaknesses are. Um, so I think you have to be authentic. I think you have to be very honest with yourself. Um, and those are things I really try to you know hold on to. But I also feel like if I had to pick one word, like what is it that describes your leadership style? I like to think I'm really collaborative. That is that I'm not, um, I'm really, I want to, really hear from a lot of people as I'm, you know, as we make tough decisions, but I also want people to know that I have the courage to make the decision that I think that is best for the organization. You know, I tell people all the time, you're hired for jobs um, because of your experience and your point of view. For me, I, I definitely want to hear from people who think differently from me. I want to be able to take all that in and then ultimately say, but this is the direction that we're going to take and have the courage to stand by it, whether it works or not. And what I mean by that is that if it's not working, have the courage to say, hmm, didn't get that one right this time, so let's go in a different direction. But I'm really big on owning it. Is there a specific like decision or or something that you did that, you, that you've had to make in your role that 
was extremely challenging. And tell me about how you approached it. Sure. I can tell you that when I first started um, the job, we had to make um, decisions about what is it that we were going to do at the Loxahatchee Groves campus? Because Dr. Gallon had done great work um, as well as the board and, you know, convincing the legislature that, that we needed to plant an institution there. They had vision and foresight of understanding that's the direction that um, the county was going to eventually grow in just because we're running out of spaces everywhere. And so I felt this tremendous responsibility based upon the hard work that they had done to then you know, decide what is it that we're going to do at this institution? And how is it that we're going to get the people of, you know, of the further Western communities comfortable with the idea that this is, we're not here to close down our Bell Glade campus. You know, we're here to add to the great work that's already being done. So it was, how do I get the folks in the Western community comfortable? How do I get the people in Loxahatchee Groves who are just really kind of prefer to go everywhere by horse that, you know, this is a great thing for their future and for their growth. And then how do you decide, you know, what are we going to do there? So that was one of the tough decisions. And everybody had ideas about, you know, this is what I think that we should do. Some of it was political because you had to make good choices based on what was important to the legislature in order to get money for the building. Um, and so for me, it was about let's talk, you know, let's talk to everyone. Let's understand everyone's position. Let's understand kind of where we are as far as kind of the building's already kind of on its way. Um, you know, sort of, we just got to raise some, you know, some more money. Um, and then let's just say, you know, this is where I think we're going as an institution. And so, boom, we're going to do this. And so that was one of those decisions where I felt like I listened to everybody. Um, but then at the end of the day, I had to be the one to say, but this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to call it. This is the kind of campus that it's going to be. Maybe you can't see it now but it's the vision that we're going to have into the future for the institution. What about the, the most rewarding thing about being the president of Pompey State College? What is that? Hands down, graduation. It's not even a question. Why? What it's is like, it? Because it's the um, you know, graduation for, if you ask any of my 27 colleagues in the college system or the 12 presidents of, at, at universities in the state of Florida, the best day is graduation. I mean, because this is, you know, you get you know, the opportunity to see, you know, these students who have, you know, put in their blood, sweat and tears to achieve this goal and just to, to feel the energy on that day, to feel the energy from their parents, to know that you are giving folks a foundation that's going to likely change the trajectory of their lives. Best decision. I mean, best day, best, just best day of the job. And I get to do it twice a year. So we do it in May for the spring. We get to do it in December for the fall. Um, you know, you're tired because I would have, you know, like shaken the hands of thousands of people and I would have had to smile for every picture, but it's worth every second. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk about higher ed as a whole, right? What are some of the biggest challenges facing higher ed today? And what is Palm Beach State College doing to address those? Probably the biggest issue facing higher ed today is that um, students... And more so students, I would say more so than their families, they are um, questioning what is the value of going to college. Um, and a better way to say it, what is the value of a post high school credential? So they can all pretty much agree that we all need to go to high school. 
because we want to make sure we learn how to type, we want to make sure we learn, understand things about the internet and how to, you know, how to use these, um, this different equipment that you can learn in, you know, from a computer um, or learn through a computer and, and keeping in mind that students now are all digital natives. I mean, they started, you know, and definitely in kindergarten using some type of technology. So the, the biggest dilemma facing higher education, and I define that as anything past high school, is that um, students or people feel they can learn anything they want to learn from the internet. And so therefore, you know, what's the value? Like, why should I go into debt? Well, first you come to Palm Beach State College and fix it when you don't have to go into debt. There you go, sell it. But then um, also it's, you know, why should I put the time into this? Um, you know, are my rewards going to be great enough for this to be worth it to me? And when you have like successful people like Elon Musk saying, oh, forget college, forget the fact that he went to Ivy Leagues, but don't 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 go to college. You can um, learn everything from the Internet. There are people who actually listen to that. So I think, you know, it's like we go, you know, things like higher um, like education, they go through different cycles. Like at one point it was like everybody said you should go to college, you should get a bachelor's, go to college, you should get a bachelor's, and let's focus on that. Now there's more of a focus on you should at least get some post-high school credential, um, and it can be a certificate, it can be a trade, it can be just something that's going to increase your earning capacity. But then there's also this whole messaging now of why do anything where you can make, you can make $18 an hour, you know, working at a fast food or working, um, you know, at some other job already that doesn't require training. What about the future of education? Like, what's it going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years? Because I'm sure it's changed drastically since you first got into it. You know, I would say that this is a phase that we are going through, and I feel like it's going to change. And so I think that um, the relevance of, um, of education is going to increase as people understand that not everyone can be a successful entrepreneur with no training. As people learn that, man, I did get this job, but I can't get a promotion because they're promoting people that have skills different from me. Or as people, you know, try, you know, kind of realize that, um, you know, those people who are able to make it without the additional training are very unique. They're almost like unicorns. Mm. I think that, and, um, and there are some very special people who've been able to do that. But I think that the future is going to be that the pendulum is going to switch and people are going to recognize that all levels of education are important, um, but that you really should probably, you know, that there's going to be a commitment to at least going something past high school, because I think it's going to impact earning potential for so many people. And I think that people are going to see that just not everybody has the skill, the guts, um, the ability to be this entrepreneur and make it work because it takes, you know, certain nerves to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So mm -hmm. let, let's shift gears a little bit and discuss sure. another vital aspect of the college, right? And that's community engagement. Um, all these things don't happen by themselves and collaboration is huge. And I feel, and I know I'm a little biased, but I feel that our County does a really good job of collaborating and working together. So, Let's talk about that a little bit, right? You serve on a board, on a national board, um, so you've seen what it's like in other communities. How does Palm Beach State College work with local businesses and other organizations to get engaged in the community? You know, I think that um, you are right in that what we have in Palm Beach County is very unique. 
um, and that there really is this spirit of of let's work together. I mean, it really is. And sometimes, you know, competition is, is natural. I mean, you know, the you know there's a there's a division within the school district that also trains adults. You know, so therefore there is a natural competition there. But for the most part, you know, my biggest partner is Mike Burke in the school district. You know, so. I think the idea that there is some area of areas of competition is natural, but for the most part, there's this spirit of, you know, let's all work together and see what it is that we can do to make our county better, because we understand that with the um, with our size, that no one entity can do it alone, and that this whole idea of all ships rising together really is the mentality I think that rules the day. And I feel that, you know, businesses are very open to the idea of how is it that they can support the college, but also how is it that we can partner and the college can support them. I feel that as the public college in this community, I have a couple different responsibilities. One, I'm really trying to make sure that within 20 minutes of everybody's house, there's a place for you to go to college. And two, I have a responsibility to businesses to produce people that you want to hire oh, yeah. uh, because we're part of the economic infrastructure. And that takes partnership. That takes strategy. That takes working together. What about, you know, we've mentioned it a few different times. You, you're the chair of the board of the American Association of College of Community College Colleges, right? They advocate on behalf of a thousand two-year institutions. And I'm looking at my notes so I don't screw these stats up. You represent 12 million students. So what are you seeing out there in other communities that we're not doing here in Palm Beach County? You know, I think that um, I'm a little bit envious of my dear friend uh, to the south of me who just announced on yesterday that she was able to work with her county to get like a $3 million $3 million to support students who need an opportunity to go to college and they just need like extra resources. So Miami-Dade just partnered with Dade County and um, they agreed to help a sector of students who qualify and develop sort of a promise program that is a promise for education. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because I had the opportunity to talk to my dear friend, Virginia Baker, this morning, um, who leads our county, to talk about how is it that we can work together to do something so that the college is working hand-in-hand with the county to help meet some of the needs of the county itself as far as who the, um, the administration hires, but also the businesses that we serve. And we sat down and we looked at some of the programs that we offered and we talked about how is it that or how the county can support us with um, internships and with letting the um, community know and be further aware of the types of programming that we have? What I'd say to you is one of the hardest parts of my job is um, is kind of being engaged in so many different things. And I think that it's also an issue for community colleges across the country in that Yes, we offer bachelor's degrees. Yes, we offer associate's degrees. And we want folks to transfer to universities or transfer to our bachelor's program. And yes, we offer AS programs, which are usually two-year programs if you think about nursing. And we have an engineering program like that. But then we also do trades. You know, So we also do welding. We also do um, heavy machinery. And we do 
um, your auto repair. And so how is it that you can get across to those different audiences that we're your source for those different things is a hard part of my job because I want you to know that we're focused on workforce, but I also want you to have an honors college where, you know, if you finish with us, you can automatically go to FAU's honors college. You know, so that kind of messaging is sometimes different for a company like ours where we're trying to market to so many different individuals, but it's imperative because that's my responsibility as a public college. But when you ask me, what do I see at other institutions? That's one thing that's here in Florida, but across the country, we all have very similar issues. And so I think as an association, how is it, you know, it's our job to get ahead of those issues so we can provide resources and answers for our colleges across the country. So you you touched about, you, you provide so much for the business community. What can we do? What can the business community do to support the college? Um, you can lean in. Um, you can um, really be forthright with the kind of people that you need to hire because I'm willing to develop programs to support your needs. Um, you can be also forthright if I'm sending you folks that aren't able to do the job because I want to make sure whether you're going to transfer to FAU or whether you are FIU or whether you're going to go right into um, Pratt Whitney and start working um, or to, you know, um, one of our local hospitals. I, I want to know that you are receiving people who are ready to go to work when they come through your front doors. And if for some reason they're not, that you're honest enough with me to say, hey, you know, this isn't working. You know, can we make some changes? Because I'm open to doing that. So, all right, there are, maybe they're doing some cool stuff down South, right? But I think we've got some really cool things going on Absolutely. in Palm Beach, Palm Beach County Absolutely. as well. And one of them is the partnership with Palm Beach State College and Tomorrow Sports. Yes. And unless you've been living under a rock, um, you know, the TGL, which stands for Tech Golf League, is a new golf league that is going to launch in January 2024, right around the corner. And this league was uh, created by Tiger Woods, Roy McElroy, and a sports executive called Mike McCarley. Um, this league is going to this league is going to be on national TV every Monday night, and it's going to be filmed in an unbelievable, cool stadium on the Palm Beach Gardens campus. So can you talk a little bit about that partnership and, and how exciting that is? So I do think you're right. I mean, so I think that we may be the envy of like everybody. In <laughs> we the are, we have to be right now, right? <laughs> on this one, on <laughs> this one, it's like, particularly um, when I tell people, oh yeah, Tiger said so-and-so and so, then it's like, oh, you know, Tiger Woods like that. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> it is an amazing opportunity on so many different levels. What I think is uh, it's great for our community and that, um, you know, is an extension of golf um, that is really changing the conversation about golf. Um, just think about it. When you go to golf tournaments now, um, you, if you want to see a player, you, you really have to follow that player. and You don't have an opportunity to see multiple players do things. But in this opportunity, you're going to have, you know, teams of three professional golfers and you'll have a seat and you'll be able to see everyone play and really get the sense of their strengths and actually, you know, you know take a few notes to improve your own game. Um, I think that for me and why this is such an amazing deal is that when you think about the fact that the, the, the technology that they had to actually deploy to make this work, it just expands the opportunities for us to offer different programming that would not normally be available to us. 
I mean, the degrees that we can offer, the um, just the opportunities for our students to be upfront on some of these um, amazing things and you know that they're doing is so different that but for this relationship, we would not have these kind of conversations. I wouldn't be able to offer the analytics and the different computer and technology program that's going to be available to us. And then also expand to things like broadcasting and you know things that we were not able to do previously because I didn't have a broadcast studio on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is something that I think is going to change the game. And how about every Monday night uh, when they're broadcasting to the world, they're saying, and at the college of, you know, you know, at Palm Beach State College. You know, TGL Live at Palm Beach State College is something that's going to actually expand the brand in ways that we can't even quite imagine to date. So I can't think of a better way um, to use property that I was hoping to put a soccer field on, um, but it just hadn't come to fruition. But to now to be able to do this and to have something that seats about 1,300 people um, and something that the college can use and take advantage of. In addition to all these other things, it's pretty amazing. How does that happen? Like, does Tiger Woods pick up the phone and be like, hey, Ava, this is Tiger Woods. Um, we want to start a new golf league in your backyard. You know, that that <laughs> field back there, that, you know, the you old know, baseball field. I think you know, we can do something with that. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that I'm a lawyer um, by training, right? So all good things start with good lawyers. I and, mean, you know, so, you know, you have a great, you know, great lawyer like Philippe Jack who sends you an email and says, I have something I think you should take a look at. Um, and um, having just the foresight to say, you know what, this, he's a good guy. You know, I bet this is going to be a great opportunity. And to really take a look at the white paper and say, oh, man, um, this can be a game changer for us. Um, It really was fortuitous. So Philippe gets a a little shout out on on the Palm Beach North podcast. I can't wait for him to see this. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Because he's the guy that sent the first email to me. He's like, I'm representing some clients and I think you may be interested in this. And um, What's uh, what's what's just amazing about it is that you know it started a conversation that I think will forever change the trajectory of the institution. It's so cool. I mean, yes. it's something I brag to all my friends about. My friends from outside, my leadership yes. Florida friends. And I was like, guys, guess what's happening in our backyard? Right down the street. It's so good. So let's kind of start wrap things up a little bit. So, what is there anything that you really want the public to know about Palm Beach State College? Yes. Um, I th- you know, Palm Beach State is really, it's, it's your, we're still your hometown community college. I think if there's anything I want folks to know is that, you know, we are blessed in that we also offer four-year degrees. And when that happened, um, you know, the, the name was changed to Palm Beach State. But still think of us as your public um, community college that's there to help you realize your dreams You know, I think that, you know, when I see students across campus, I feel like this huge responsibility to make sure that they get to leave here with what they came for. And to me, you came here because you wanted to realize a dream that you have for yourself, for your career, or just academically. And I feel this huge responsibility to make sure you get that. But then also, again, I want to say to employers that, you know, we're here to partner with you and to provide you with the infrastructure um, that you need for the success of your company and, and of your business. Um, and that I work with great people, you know, great faculty, great staff who are committed to the work that we do. 100%. Top to bottom, you've got an amazing team at Palm Beach State College. I am so fortunate. I get to work with so many of them. Um, I mean, they're just absolutely amazing. So kudos to you. 
Um, they're, they're absolutely awesome. So here's a deep question. Sure. What do you want your legacy to be? You looked scared when I asked that. You're like, sure. <laughs> yeah, <'cause I> was- <laughs> <laughs> Everything else has been pretty easy until now. Uh, what do I want my legacy to be? Um, you know, this is the kind of thing you start to think about as you, know, as you get older in your career. Um, I would like for my legacy to be that, um, that Ava Parker was a leader who cared. Um, that, and it's not just that I cared about my students, but I cared about my faculty and I cared about my staff. Um, I also would like for my legacy to be that, you know, when students, you know, make a choice to come to Palm Beach State, you know, because we're an open access institution, um, I always want them to feel like they got, that they received the very best academic engagement they could possibly receive that or that chosen to go to an Ivy League to UF to FIU FAU I never want them to feel that because they chose to stay home because they chose to make the best economic decision and find the best faculty in the country who would care about them more than anybody else that they get that sense when they walk onto our campus so I like you know we're going through some renovations right now because I also feel like so much of you know what you see and what you feel is about how you look. And so I want to make sure that folks get that sense that we are an evolving um, high-tech institution that is innovative and paying attention to what's going on because I need for you to have the skills to not just be successful in your first job, but the foundation for you to be successful in whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. What's next for you? Is it? Are you going to ride the wave at Pompey State College? Or what's next for Ava Parker? So it's so interesting because when I interviewed for the job eight years ago, there was this whole question about, well, how long are you going to be here? You know, because I had the pleasure of following um, Dr. Gallen, who'd been here for 18 years. Yeah. And so I said, well, I'm not going to be here for 18 years, which is kind of a crazy thing to say in an interview. Um, And I thought at the time that I took the job that I would be in the job for seven to 10 years because I wanted an opportunity to at least do one more job um, is what I thought for my career. But I don't really look at it like that. Um, I really look at it as there are things that I want to accomplish at Palm Beach State College. And I'm here until those things are accomplished. And I don't know how long that's going to take me. Um, it's a great thing that I love my job. I love the opportunity that I get to, you know, work with an amazing board of trustees as well as amazing foundation board and a leadership team that's great and committed and faculty and staff and students who I feel are like, you know, sponges who are really, you know, really sucking up all the great opportunities that we have. But it has to be for me that I can look back and say, you know what, I accomplished this. I accomplished this, I accomplished that, um, and then maybe it's time to go. Because in order, I want to overstay my welcome. You know, I want it to be that there's a certain hunger to always accomplish what's best for the institution and what's best for our students. That's awesome, Ava. Well, Ava, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. This was awesome. This was really good. I learned a lot about you. I thought I knew you, but now I know you even more. Um, You know, your insights have been absolutely invaluable. And I I really appreciate all you do for us at the chamber, for our region, for our county, for our state. I mean, you are just such an amazing leader and we really appreciate everything that you do. Thank you so much. Well, 
Thank you so much um, for allowing me the opportunity to spend some time with you. I don't know if you learned that much about me. Again, I'm I'm not that interesting, (laughs) Um, but I'm committed. I'm passionate. um, And um, again, you know, when you work for a mission driven organization, you know, it's I mean, I, I think about this place all the time because its success is so important. And so people say, well, gosh, there she is in another green outfit. There she is with green nails. Um, Because when you see me, I want you to see Palm Beach State. And I want you to see my commitment to it. And I want you to think if you cut me, my butt is green too. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, we're the Panthers. And this is Are you going to do the Panthers Oh, absolutely. We're the Panthers. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, when I see you and know that you're a Panther, then this is how we greet each other. Um, Because I'm proud. I'm proud to be the leader of an institution that's making such a difference in the lives of so many people. Well, you really are. Thanks again. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank our listeners. Um, you guys have been absolutely awesome. A huge thank you to you. A big thank you to Jupiter Medical Center for, you know, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do this. So really appreciate our friends at Jupiter Medical Center for sponsoring uh, the podcast. Thank you all. And please make sure to like, share, tell your friends about the podcast, um, spread the word. Thank you so much.